Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Uh, here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area. And we are taking that break to bring you information you may not find on those other financial shows. We are aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here. We appreciate... Uh, you guys being here last week, too, with our guest. That was a lot of fun having a, a guest for a week. And he was really good. I mean, I know you've already gotten on me for talking too much, but then again, it's it's our show, and we have important stuff to say. <laughs> you know, we're a lot more important than Seth Liebson, who you'll also hear on 960 The Patriot, Monday through Friday. Um, well, no, that pretty was really much good. just summed up all the shows that he missed, and you let him know how you think on everything. So... Was, that, was the show an interview or was it just an audience of one? You're like, let me tell Seth Leaps in all of my words. I thought it went very well because I piqued his interest. I saw him taking notes. I saw him write down FDIC.gov. I think it went well. And Seth, if you're listening. No, it was we, great. I loved it. Well, and, and some of it was a little, it was new to me. Uh, what was the, what was the word he said? Precarity. I love the word precarity. I looked it up after the show. A condition of existence without predictability or security affecting material or psychological welfare. I love that. I would I would say pretty much everybody in this country that is half awake is feeling like they're in a state of precarity. Precarious. Everything's precarious. Election year. You know, you got on me last week for bringing up the new Oris, whatever it is, the new disease. And, and you're like, well, yeah, but, it, you know, COVID and you bring this up all the time. Yeah, and I'm going to continue bringing it up as long as I keep reading new stuff, you know, this week I'm, I have to bring up measles. Apparently we have quite a growing measles epidemic. You, you know, I'm not getting on you for mentioning it. I want a discussion because it's one thing to just say news, but how is it relevant? And that's but what people, I wanted to hear. People need to be awake and aware and nimble because if we did shut down the country again for any sort of illness or virus or whatever... It's going to affect their livelihood. It's going to affect their business. You know, I've got a huge story for a little bit later today. Here's a little cliffhanger for you. I've got a big story that I just heard about today. And and it's, I mean, you know, everything that's going on, it's like I am a broken record. I admit that every week I have the same things to say with a couple new examples. You know, but the thing is, that's our job here. We We came on here to sound alarms, our whole thing. And by the way, we're almost two years into it. Our whole thing was on sounding alarms. It's is to have people be prepared, not scared. We want you proactive, not reactive. The first step to that is waking people up. I've had multitudes of people that have said to me, they listen to the show just to hear what they need to know. They go to work. You know, our buddy Jeff, Jeff, yeah, he listens to the show 
it's basically his main source of news. This is where he gets things. And then he picks and chooses what he wants to read further. Now, there, there's a quote I'm reminded of. It was either Edmund Burke or John Stuart Mill. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Have you ever heard that quote? I mean, we're, we're so asleep. I mean, if, if there's a new virus coming out and you haven't read it anywhere because the media only feeds you what they want to, you'll find it from us. And I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to say new, new examples of the same thing every week until I don't have to. When the stock market has some semblance of normalcy or realism, I can't wait. When, when we have no longer any threats in this country of domestic terrorism, violence, all the stuff that's ramping up, then I will have nothing to say. Then we have a choice. We either stop doing the show or we go to traditional financial planning. I've been in the office for almost three decades. I am very much capable of explaining to people simple financial concepts. You, as an engineer, a recovering engineer, you can give the complex <laughs> part of financial planning. So we got it covered. I just, I'm not ready. I it just, and I, it's so funny because this year, with the elections coming up, with this, the information that's coming out on, on, you know, four years ago with Russian disinformation, and now there's a little bit of rumble that there, there was some, uh, some shenanigans with the FBI and, and all these people. This is the year that we were made for. I believe after the elections, I believe at the end of this year, then we'll know more if we need to continue the way we are, if we need to stop doing the show, or if we need to make it financial. Will you give me that? Will you give me another 10 months? No. Will you say, <laughs> oh, January 1st, we're going to know different? If you're a longtime listener, you will know JR loves to use January 1st every year. Every year. We'll know more January well, of course, we're going to know more January 1st because that's 10 months down the line. Of course, we're going to know more. But your stance isn't going to change. I guess it's not true. We've changed our stance on a few things. We evolved with time. Much. Uh, right. here's, a, here's a change of stance for you. So one thing that we shouted about when we were new was Executive Order 14067. We told people, we believe, we don't have any inside information on this, but we believe that the world reserve currency is waning, we're losing the dollar's might, we're going to go to a central bank digital currency, and then we started talking about Fed Now, which was basically the railroad tracks for the central bank digital currency train to run on. So fast forward to last summer, and Fed Now was implemented or launched or whatever you say, right? I mean, you know, it, it came out without fanfare. So I go to pay a bill. This is this past weekend, we, we got a little paycheck last week, so I, I went to use some of it and pay off a credit card. And it it said three business days. This is from the bank, not from the credit card company. You know, once you make the payment, usually it's pretty instantaneous. And then you get you get a notice a day or two later that it's been paid. This was from the bank. So I could not do an instant transfer from the bank to the credit card. And I thought, well, wait a minute. The 100% of the premise of FedNow was instantaneous payments. Do you remember that? We haven't mentioned FedNow in a while. So uh, what happened? Was FedNow just another smoke screen, another thing for us, a diversion for us to watch while we wait <laughs> for a new it currency? It's funny how they say, you know, all this is going to make life easier and we have yet to see it. But are you suggesting that the federal government would lie to us, JR? What? 
That was the express opinion of Anthony Correo. That was not J.R. Rochford. We go back to something because you even mentioned this yeah. too when we were talking about last week and uh, you know our guests taking notes on the FDIC. We kind of just skimmed over that because you mentioned it. So I pulled it up so I could send it to him so he could look it up himself. Have you looked at that yet since I sent that, the new quarterly filings? Because the reserves have gone up. We had the sixth largest bank in the world collapse. We had four others collapse. We have a bank right now, New York Community Bank, who bought the assets of the other failing banks, who's also looking to uh, be downgraded from Moody's and collapse. How did they make more money in 2023 when the... Oh, my God. This is This is peak radio. Now I wish... The whole thing was live streamed on YouTube. This is, oh my God. What are you talking about? For those, I mean, of course, Doug's going to make a clip of that. But if you're listening to this on the radio, JR literally just pulled out a tinfoil hat and is wearing it. I mean, this is, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) You're out. You're out. The show is over. (laughs) All right. So what Anthony's talking about, and obviously, other than seeing a clip on YouTube, Doug, I think that is a good one. Uh, yeah, I do have a tinfoil hat. Your mom's got a little too much free time on her hands, so she's she's being productive by making me an actual tinfoil hat. Anyway, oh what you're talking about with the FDIC, are, are you saying that it's... There's... It's baloney. What are you? What are you saying? We've well, been I'm telling. Saying, I'm I'm reading the reports of their reserve ratios, and they're saying that their balance went up. How did their balance go up for their reserve ratios? When Meaning had, when they bailed out six, a bank. Yeah, when we had six banks collapse in about Q1 of last year. How? I is the only thing I can statement from 2023. This is their Q3 statement. It's saying up to September of 23. But how are they not showing any losses? The only thing I can think. Okay, but what, like you just brought up Community Bank of New York. If they bought the assets of Silicon Valley Bank or Signature Bank or whatever, would that be done without using the money out of the federal coffers? Well, that was for some of it because there was 20 or 200 billion, I think, in assets. So obviously some things got acquired elsewhere, but they were estimating 20 to 30 billion was going to be a loss from the FDIC. Because it it's not technically insurance, right? If everything can just be purchased. But then uh, let's think of it that way. If the bank was solvent enough that there were no losses and their assets could just be purchased, then why did it fail? No, it, it makes zero sense. I mean, what you're saying is is people need to dig further and, and see what they think. You know, when I say to people they have 1.10% and then you said it went up to what, 1.13? Is that what it went up to? Yeah, it was 1.11 for two quarters in a row, then 1.13. But even it's, that, I mean, it's under under 2%, which is insane. And I think their goal is only like 1.5 or something insanely low as well. What's the purpose of the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation? It, they are supposed to, if there's a modern day run on the banks, which I'm telling you there is, that's another thing I'm going to keep shouting every week. What is their job? It's to have a guarantee fund 
the DIF, the Depositor Insurance Fund. So if our banks start taking a dump, if they start going away, if there's if there's multitudes of them, not just a handful, that money is supposed to be there to make sure my account, if it's under $250,000, is covered. They can make me whole. They can indemnify me. They can give me my money back. Give me a break. We, I went, well, here we go again. When we go into banks now and ask for our own money, are we getting it? Yeah, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, whatever. We brought to you a few months back a client that they said the daily limit was $1,000. How is that not a bail-in? How is that not banks that they don't give you your money? She had $30,000 in the bank. She wanted 5,000. They said, we'll give you one. You can come back tomorrow. Well, what if I wanted 28,000? You're saying I have to come back every day for a month? I guess so. They're saying it's a daily limit of 1,000. Maybe they say, well, but you can only do that seven days in a row. Then we're going to cut you off. I mean, come on, the whole thing's a well, crock. Nobody's going to notice because we're already digital currency. Even though it's still technically in the US dollar, we have no money as a society. Everything is on credit. Everything's ones and zeros in a computer. Nobody is actually pulling their money. That's how we don't realize that there is a actual bail-in probably already happening. And and does it end well? I mean, do, who cares? You know, I mean, each week, your thing is, you know, I say the same stuff all the time. The printing money, we're at $34 trillion, Who cares? And go to $134 trillion. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I took a lot out of the, the show last week with Seth. And yes, maybe I should have let him talk more. We'll invite him back on and it'll be just you and him. So he gets a fair amount of time. It, it, some of the things that, that I took from that show is no, no, not everything can just go forever. There's a slow creep and then sometimes things change. You know, how did, how did a wealthy person, you know, go bankrupt? Well, real slowly. And then all of a sudden, I, I, something that, you know, I, I really keyed into this. I think we opened his eyes a little bit. I listened to a show. I know it's it's geopolitical, it's political, it's not necessarily financial, although he touches on everything under the sun. But, you know, at, and if you want to go back and listen to the show, it's, it's probably my very favorite show just because he's on there, not just the two of us, Where but they if find I, it. they can find it wherever they find their favorite podcast. Good, good work, Anthony. I'm bad at this marketing thing. They, After they, two years, do you think we'd get better at selling ourselves on this? We're, we're, we're not ready people. We're, we're always going to struggle with the whole concept. But anyway, so I recommend you listen to that episode. Above all others, if you go to 25 minutes and 47 seconds and then start listening there just for a couple seconds, he, he talks about how the country's going the wrong way. He said that, that we have a million houses divided. And I, I thought that's a, that's a very good, it, it, you know, the political stuff, it's, it's, you know, down the middle, half one side, half the other. But there's so many other things going on. You know, I mean, you, you have so many different things. I learned a new term yesterday. I won't get into it, but furries. I mean, people, there's all kinds of stuff going on in this world to distract people. But the, the one thing about it, not everybody's agreeing on everything. So anyway, with that show at 25 minutes and 53 seconds, Seth says, he says here, I really am much more worried than I've ever been. Do you remember him saying that? That, mm-hmm. that? that really stands out to me. We need we need that on the YouTube channel, Doug. We need that part. So back I, to my he, point. He's yes. only been on this earth, right? 50 years, 60 years, 40 years in that range. 
Wait, about 53? Now, his personal, he's at the most worried. But that doesn't mean from the giant scope of things, things are the worst that they've ever been. <laughs> but he, here's That's a guy who's been on the radio for like 20 years. He's so. been on the radio for over 20 years, over 10 years in the Phoenix market. Are you really saying that, I mean, he he's studied philosophy. He's he. I would call him a scholar. And, and I think if he's studied history in the world and this country, and he's saying this is the most worried that he's ever been, I think there's a reason for that. I think that he is enough. I think he's knowledgeable enough to know this just doesn't end well, Anthony. And when I, whenever I say, you know, when I finally get to do an I told you so, it's going to be painful. I, I'm not wrong. I'm early. I'm not wrong. Well, I know things are going to be bad. I've never disagreed with you that. All I'm saying is that we'll get through it. Human history has gone through everything. We'll get through it. That's what know. the whole radio show is, is to warn people to prep themselves to get through whatever this mess is going to be. Be yes. ready when that happens. Don't let all of your assets sink with everybody else. Stay ahead of the game. Be proactive and not reactive. Start preparing for these things now and then be ready to be in a buying position when things are down. That's all we're saying. That's all I'm Damn. saying. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. We when we tell people, <laughs> you do once in a while, once a week, you say something that I really like. So it, it's funny because we've been saying to people about the bank stuff. People are like, well, what can I do about it? Should I go from a bank to a credit union? No, they're they're all in the same boat. Big banks, small banks, regional banks, credit unions, online banks. You're you're not safe. The FDIC insurance isn't far off from the credit unions. What is it? NCUA, whatever it is. We've looked into that. It seems like that's a little bit healthier, but not by much. So we've told people, pay down debt, put some cash away. If you were lucky enough to purchase a vehicle prior to COVID and you got a five-year note on the car at 0% financing, you know, you can do better with your money than, than you know, the 0%. It doesn't matter. Pay off that car. And a specific advice, of course, not run the radio. Who knows who's listening? But maybe it's a good time to get under the radar. And then you've increased your cash flow for what you just said, which is opportunities that are coming. And certainly they are. I mean, I checked in on the market right before coming on today. By the way, today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. So, you know, watching Meta, you know, Facebook, Meta, whatever the heck it is, it's flying high again. There's only a handful of stocks that are keeping the financial markets afloat. The rest of them are not doing that great. This is going to end. When you throw a ball up in the air, it always comes back down. So wait, when we tell people this stuff over and over, and I do it by illustrating examples each week, I look for further and further that nothing's going the right way. And it's actually getting worse. You know, we, what we want you to do, pay down debt, put some cash at home. We want to introduce you to insurance companies. We still have the best rates that we've that we've seen in about 15 years. You know, people are like, "Well, yeah, I'm not doing that." You know, I, I I'm not putting my money in an annuity. You know, I, Dave Ramsey told me not to. I, I'm not sure you really are well versed with what they are, and that there's different kinds, and there's good ones and bad ones. So you need a trusted advisor to steer you towards the good ones. But we have annuities that are one year, two years, three years, five years, ten years. Think about that. We can substitute CD money where you're getting 1.13 now, which is a luxury from your FDIC guarantee fund to over 100% coverage. 
through the insurance company. Don't you want to hear more about that? So we have solutions. I bring up problems because we only have an hour a week. I have to make sure you know. And and Anthony, to my earlier point, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to back down. When things make sense, when, when things are good and I'm not worried, I will let you know. Actually, you'll know because there's going to be a lot more pain before we get there. So, you know, what what is it? Last last week alone, like 239 Chinese immigrants were detained in Yuma. There's over 200 people from China. You know, I, sooner or later, something is going to change with the borders, with the stock market, with the real estate market. You know, the, the one thing I'm reading a lot about is this commercial real estate market. But don't forget, you know, we're still in a place where the American dream, for all practical purposes, is out of reach. Young families that want to buy a house, they can't. Uh, you know, a house, $450,000 house. When you're a young family starting out, you can't afford that. And then you add 65 to 7% interest rate on your mortgage, and you ain't getting the house. So, so it's it, funny you say that, right? I yeah. was out with uh, on my dad's side we went up to palm springs to visit some family up there and we stayed at a i don't know three bedroom two bath maybe 1500 square feet yeah nice area kind of out there but nothing special not one of those mid-century modern homes or it was just a cookie cutter something you would expect out here and we talked about what what do you think pricing would be out here right palm springs it's not you know it's not a major city it's a beautiful area but it's not like LA or New York or anything like that and the house isn't anything special so I said this is a $300,000 house but I, I was realistic to the market I know everything's overpriced I was like I bet this is in the 400s I bet this is a 450 home we looked it up it was a six hundred dollars to $700,000 house out there and that has to be you know a starting level you know it's not like that's a huge city it's not like you can go to the outskirts like you can in Phoenix to find something cheaper. But like that's got to be almost a medium range house out there. And we're looking in the six and seven hundred thousand. And again, going to interest rates from there, too, because I know that was the selling point. Oh, you can overspend on a house because you can afford a cheap interest rate. Well, you still have to spend the money on the house. You don't necessarily have to spend the money on the cheap interest rate. But now we've got these insane interest rates and these insane home prices too. There hasn't been a leveling, you know. They haven't had that like come to Jesus moment where it's like, oh, this makes sense again. But that that blew my mind, the prices out there. And who do we implicate in this issue? I mean, is this simple supply and demand and there's so many people that need a house, you know, they can get whatever they want for them? Or is it the government that has mismanaged printing and debt and all the stuff that they do? I don't think inflation was just normal. You know, I've been shouting about inflation for years. We have a client slash friend named Russ. And Russ, when, when they first became clients, we were talking about inflation. This was about 20 years ago. We're like, it's, it's going to be problematic. And then fast forward, you know, 17 or 18 years from then, and now it's this big problem. And by the way, that's uh, that's not done. Just so you know, all of the problems. Well, the only that reason that it was a, a problem to begin with was because the massive amounts of quantitative easing, because they have left the interest rates so low for so long to appease the market, 
Because everything is about just keeping the stock market up. Again, there's no foundation. It's all right. Why is that? None of that helps our listeners. That doesn't help you and I. There's no amount of money that we can put into the market that we can live off of it because we're fantastic investors. No, the market's just to kind of maintain what you have in hopes of that and making a little bit of interest. But that's even you make a ton of money. You know, you're not making the hundreds of thousands, the millions of dollars that these guys at this upper level have. I mean, there was a there's a few articles now all the massive layoffs in the tech industry. The S&P is at all-time highs again. NASDAQ's hitting highs. These tech industries are hitting highs. Yet there's a massive amount of layoffs. Like the amount of layoffs, I think last year was almost 250,000 or something like that. How are we laying off people if everything is so good? Well, everything isn't so good. The stock prices are good. And the stock prices are good because investors know that companies will sacrifice their employees to keep that price up, which becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it doesn't matter that things are good in theory because they will ruin the economy in the meantime. Well, and and you said it wasn't still really going on so much, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but I'm reading more about stock buybacks again. Who's the big tire company? Is it Michelin or one of those big tire companies? It's doing a huge stock repurchasing. Oh, there's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot well, of stuff. I mean, Meta, because Meta was one. They just announced all these people they were laying off and then how they had all this money to do stock repurchasing. So yeah, no, it's definitely still happening. It's still a mess and it's still market manipulation. And we've you know, integrated our entire retirement planning around this manipulation. Everybody's 401ks, nobody has pensions anymore. Everybody invests in their 401k, their 401k, their 401k. We got to keep the 401k. 401k has robbed people of retirement, not helped. Yes, and we still have copies of a movie that people should reach out to us and ask for called The Baby Boomer Dilemma, and it will really, really kind of open your eyes to what a hoodwink we were sold. What's the guy's name that started it? Ted Banna, that started the 401k, came out and basically said, yeah, my bad. Oops, sorry about that. Well, Why he had the best of intentions, and then the companies were used, were able to use those intentions as not to help the way he had but to hurt. But marketing is absolutely insane because everybody is convinced they are being helped. They're not being helped. They're being hurt. But marketing is a a magical, magical thing to make people vote against their best interests. Yeah, that is true. Well, and and, you know, I mean, the S&P closed over 5,000 last week for the first time in history, so everything must be okay. With that said, why don't we take a quick break and then we come back. I've got a couple articles. I've got one that I think is really, really important. So we'll get to that. Make sure you give us a call at 623-523-0444 or email us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. We'll answer your questions. We'll take your show ideas. We'll set up a complimentary visit with us and go over your situation, whatever you need. So we'll be right back. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. 
Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. AM 960, The Patriot, Another Money Show. Thanks for listening and making us a part of your weekend routine. And if you missed that first segment, you can listen back, of course, in podcast form anytime, anywhere on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform of your choosing. All right, before we get into segment two of today's edition of Another Money Show, a couple of reminders. JR and Anthony would love to meet with you and discuss how they can help you reach your retirement goals. Building plans for our listeners is what those guys do, and they do it best. Pick up the phone, give them a call at 623-523-0444, 623-523-0444, or email them at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Another reminder, tax season is pretty much here. Tax day is coming up on April 15th, and there are only two types of tax-free investments available to Americans, Roth IRAs and life insurance. And the guys can help you with both of those when you give them a call or schedule your complimentary consultation online. You can log on to anothermoneyshow.com, visit the website, email the guys, team at anothermoneyshow.com, or again, pick up the phone, give them a call at 623-523-0444. Before we return to this week's edition of Another Money Show, the biggest sporting event of the year, the Super Bowl just passed, and we've got a couple of sports birthdays to pass along today. They're the centerpiece of this date in history. On February 17th, 1936, American football player and actor Jim Brown was born. Brown considered one of the best running backs to ever play in the NFL and was named to the Pro Bowl every season that he played. He was also named to the league's Most Valuable Player Award three times, and he's also part of the NFL's 100th anniversary team. Also on this date, February 17, 1963, American business owner and professional basketball player Michael Jordan was born. Jordan considered one of the best, if not the best, basketball player of all time. He finished his career as the most valuable player of the NBA Finals six, yes, count it, six times. He won 10 NBA scoring titles, five MVP awards, and 14 NBA All-Star selections. Oh, by the way, too, something that, in my opinion, editorializing here, not talked about enough, he also was an excellent, excellent defender. All right, final message for today. Schedule your no-obligation consultation with JR and Anthony it's a $1,500 value, $1,500 value provided at no cost. Again, $1,500 value provided to you at no cost. Your no obligation consultation with JR and Anthony. Just simply get in touch with them this week so they can help you build and navigate your financial plan. Give them a call again, 623-523-0444 or visit the website at team at anothermoneyshow.com, anothermoneyshow.com. All right, coming up next, JR and Anthony with the conclusion of this week's Another Money Show. You're listening to Another Money Show. Welcome back to Another Money Show. Thank you for being with us as always. We greatly appreciate it. We're narrowing in on two years of doing the show. So this has been, it's been a fun, fun ride. We have to kind of see where it goes from here, but we're having a good time. I think we should get more guests on the show. And yes, I'll let you do the show and I'll bow out, but I think we need more voices on here. So I'm gonna, I got a little list of people I'm going to reach out to and get some more guests set up. I want other opinions. So back to, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I'd actually had a friend reach out recently who wants to be on the show. I think they could be a good guest. I know uh, he helps people plan for college, but not, you know, with buying 529s, but with grant money and scholarships, you know, have college pay for itself. And I think that could be good because we don't, I'm not a big fan. I don't know about you about the 529s. I think school's absolutely insanely priced. So unless you have it paid for, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. So if you are, you know, looking to fund school for your grandchildren, you know, maybe that's the way to go. You pay for these these people to help you get grants and scholarships. But that's a conversation for another time. But we may have that lined up as a guest. Nice. And I agree with you on the 529. When that first came out, I, I was in the job when that came out and I, I was so excited. I was like, this is amazing. You know, the income limits, the the control the parent retains versus the old Atman, Agma and those things. I, I was super impressed. And then as I watched for years, I, I represented a couple of different companies, you know, these mutual funds and, and the people really, they didn't get ahead. In 2008, I really, I was so disgusted because th- this is for somebody's education. There, but the safety nets, they weren't there at all. They were like straight mutual funds. So the the cost, the fees, the risk, it's just do your own mutual funds. You know, it, it, some of it was negated in my eyes once I saw 2008 and how things played out. But yeah, still yeah, better than nothing. It's not a terrible tax code, but we've talked about it. The, the price of college is just insane. So it's unless you really have money to put forth into it, you know, you're not going to pay for a fraction of what school costs. So. True. Take well, care we, of yourself for that. Your mom and I did a 529 for you. And, you know, I don't remember what we got it up to, but it paid for your books and some miscellaneous stuff. It, it was good. It was better than not having it. But yeah, we all- Any little bit lucky. helped. Yep. And we also got lucky. We didn't we didn't have to use it for you during a downturn or shortly thereafter. So our timing was good. Anyway, on to articles. I do have a few of them. When you were talking about the home, where is it? Palm, Palm Springs, the home? Palm Springs, yeah. You sent me an article a few weeks ago that we never got to, and it's still, I, I read the article again. It, it It's kind of shocking what's going on with the bills around us when you talk about inflation. This article property was from Eyewitness News 11 out of North Carolina. Property owners from around North Carolina voice concerns on insurance rate increase request the insurance companies are asking for a 42% rate hike statewide and a 99% increase for property owners along the North Carolina coast. So you take this house you thought should have been about 300 grand, you were generous and put it in your mind at 400 grand, and then you find out it's worth 600 grand. The payments have got to be fairly hefty. So unless the people that live in it are fairly well off, that that's a tough nut to crack. And now you add the property insurance around the country, this thing is from North Carolina, but it's going on everywhere. The property and casualty insurance companies are banging these rates up it, it, everywhere you turn. When we moved to Sun City, we left Cox and we went to CenturyLink. So I thought we had some sort of a rate guarantee. I, I guess I don't remember the promotion we got under, but the, the monthly bill was $65. I have it on auto pay. I just got my text alert yesterday that my bill was paid and it was $75. So I, now I have to call, play the same game I played for a decade or two with Cox and ask why I thought I had a Raylock. Then they'll they'll sweet talk me and get, you know, give me some sort of a, a 
<laughs> special dispensation. Everywhere you turn, everything's going up. I ordered dog food from Chewy, little plug. We're looking for sponsors, Chewy, by the way. Ordered dog food. You wouldn't believe. And we don't use the high-end science diet. We use an upper-end Nutromax dog food. If Our dog has allergies. I know this is really taking us off track, but it's financial. So we have to feed him either lamb or venison, according to the veterinarian, not chicken or fowl. <laughs> so $104.98 for a 30-pound bag of venison, Nutramax, not the upper-end Nutramax. So just a little little warning for you kids if you're thinking about adopting a dog or a kitty. What happened? We haven't got any phone calls from our cuddle bunch. Would you call it the puddle bunch or the tinkle bunch? So we're still waiting for you to call us. We want to have an open house at Rochford Associates and bring puppies and kitties and furries. So back to insurance. It's it's just it's one more thing. Our gas prices have been fairly steady lately, but they're still at like three dollars and twenty five cents well, for regular steady market. increase. You're talking forty three percent and a hundred percent. Like that's not just a steady, that's insane. And you know what? The state's probably going to accept it, but it'll be just like the other inflation that we're seeing. It's not like they're seeing their hits. They're going to have record numbers in revenue, but we can convince everybody that they need it. And then they're going to line their pockets instead of taking a cut. And it's going to come at the cost of everybody else in the middle class. Middle class. You just hit it. The wealthy are not concerned with a 42% rate increase or even a 99% rate increase. If their home insurance was 1400 a year, now it's going to 2800 But that's going to affect the heck out of a lot of middle-class people. And again, it's going to affect them mostly because it's everything around you. Go to get a, a pizza, deep dish pizza, 50 bucks. It's, it's just everywhere. you know. And when I talk about the rich are getting richer, the middle class are shrinking and the poor are hovering. I, I have one every single week. Here's another one the, from the Daily Hodel on the 2nd of February. $10 million to be handed out with no strings attached as U.S. counties prepare to launch a guaranteed income program. So this this is another. This one's in California. There, there, we read one a couple weeks ago that was in Texas. It's going on all over the place. And it, it's really... This one is for $600 a month for people. So that- Are they citizens? Expanded. Do they have income on this one, On this one, it doesn't specify. So my assumption is it is. It could it's be California. helpful though. I know we're helping people, but sooner or later, the coffer's going to run dry. You and I talked- We haven't already run about. dry. It's already in the negatives. Yeah, it's already true. non-existent. So why are you so upset about people that have no money getting slightly more? Well, I'm I'm upset about where's the money coming from. I'm upset about free money. Yeah, I am upset. I think there should be some strings attached. I think that people, unless they're on disability, should have to work so many hours. I, I think there should be strings attached. Help those that help themselves. And by the way, this this is a big week for our government because what is it, $95 billion aid package to Ukraine and Israel with nothing earmarked for the border? Did that pass? Or I, I think they're voting again today you know, on the 14th of February, it's just the the stuff with money. It's insane. You know, it's really insane. I, I read one article this morning on Fox News that Boston suburbanites 
are taking in immigrants. People are, are actually starting to take people in their house. Do they get paid to do this? I, I, I didn't have time. It was right before coming on. I didn't have time to look into it yet. You know, I know they were going to try it in Naperville, Illinois, and then the mayor kind of played it off like he was just kidding, which I don't think he was kidding at all. I, everything's changing, and it's just we're going to hit a wall. And the sooner we hit the wall, I guess the better. I, the the slow drip of all this free money and universal basic income. I don't know. It, to me, something is wrong here. So I guess that could lead me into the the big article I read this morning. It was on MSN.com. 30,000. Here we go, Anthony. This, this, I, oh, should I put on the tinfoil hat again? This takes me back to when they hired 88 or whatever thousand IRS agents. And you were like, ah, it's not concerning. I, I don't know. To me, it was like, it will be concerning one day. I think everything is going down a road to one day. Everything we've talked about is going to concern all of us. Here's the first step on that big IRS hiring frenzy, I think. 30,000 IRS agents target 11.5 million small business owners in massive fraud investigation. Okay, so let's break that down a hair. Instead of going after big, huge corporations, don't forget our president said, you know, if you, if you make, you know, $600 or whatever, you don't have to report it. Now this year you do have to report it. We're hiring these IRS agents to go after the billionaires. We're, you know, don't worry if you're a small business owner. Well, you know, you can go back even on our show and find the episodes where we talked about what they said and how they said it, not to be concerned. 30,000, think about that number. 30,000 IRS agents are targeting 11 million business owners. It, 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 the article breaks down what this is about. And I think this is just like the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. It, it's talking about the PPP loans. Do you remember when we made fun of, I think, a basketball team, I think it was the Lakers, got like 4.6 million, you know, something like that. You, you, I got 20,000 when they said I couldn't see people. I had to learn what Zoom was, all that stuff. So anyway, they, they said that about 1.2 trillion was doled out. And now they're estimating that, that between 70 and 75% was used fraudulently. You're supposed to get that money to keep the doors open, to pay your rent if you lease, to pay your employees. And they're saying basically only like 30% or less of the employees got that money. The, the small business owners pocketed that money and they're going to go after them. That should be kind of frightening, right? I mean, you need 30,000 IRS agents to go back now to the money that you gave out without stringent record keeping, reporting, whatever. And now you're going to claw it back. Well, all of that was a mess. I mean, there was a lot of fraudulent stuff in there. Yes. But now they're going to look at you and me. We're small business owners. We both applied for the PPP system. We are luckily able to prove that it did keep us going. We are luckily one of the people that didn't use it to buy vehicles or whatever, but they're going to crawl up our, you know what, business. I mean, th this, I don't know. 30,000. Well, how is that necessarily a bad thing, though? Is if people are using it fraudulently, that's all our tax dollars to go for it. Because the Shouldn't people they be catching that stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, want the, I want it to go to big business owners first, like a basketball team or a billionaire. I, this small business thing scares me. 
I, I watched what happened when the IRS went after conservatives, the Tea Party movement. I, I don't know. I think that's what's happening here again. I think we're going to go after small business owners and bleed them. I don't want to sit through an audit. I'm doing my CE this week. You know, your mom is on the men. So, I mean, there's all these things going on in my life. Do you really think I want to deal with this? I, I, you know, don't forget, you and I sometime this year have to do that reporting. What's the reporting we talked about a month ago and I've already forgotten about it? We're supposed to do tax reporting on who owns. I think about that sometimes. I need to do that. Yeah. So, federally, if you're an LLC, you have to say you're an owner. But wasn't that an issue, right? When they found that chemicals lab in California that all those viruses there and they said that they couldn't prove who had the LLC. And they also said that, you know, Governor Newsom was very aware of who they were and what they were doing. And I, I just think that there's a lot of shenanigans going on. And I just, when I think about the number, 30,000 agents are going to go after these small business owners. I, it frightens the crap out of me. And I, and I, I mean, when I first read the article, I was, was like, oh my gosh. 600 per state? 600 per state. IRS agents. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. So, and they're going to go after, you're a math guy. They're going to go after 11.5 million small businesses. Do the math on that one. How, how many agents? I, I, it seems kind of diluted. And then I think about the number 30,000. And I think, what if they decide to add another 50,000 in six months or next year? You know, here's me trying to project and forecast and see what's coming next. I don't know. I just think it's more control overreach. I think it would be pretty easy to tell who did the fraud and who did not, but I'm I'm not sure. I mean, and and again, it's it's one of these things that I am more concerned than you is my initial reaction. I mean, I didn't tell you I was doing this article because I found it right before coming on, but I don't know. I mean, and to me, each week when we give you new things to watch out for. It's not replacing old things. It's in addition to new things. We found out at the end of last year that we, as an LLC or a small business, have to do some extra reporting and paperwork. You know, so and now we're adding this that everybody that got a PPP loan is going to, you know, be looked at and have to justify what they did. I don't know. It's so. There's two things coming up this year in 2024 that you and I personally as a small business, have to face? Potentially have to face. Also, just say that they weren't doing all of this before, and now you've got this article that makes it seem worse than it is. How do you downplay things so amazingly well? Does I understand how numbers work. I understand how stats work. It's so easy to manipulate and to make people think more of what they actually are. You know, the IRS, don't get me wrong, all the IRS funding, like I do think it's going to screw the middle class, but I'm not going to tell everybody that based off false numbers. They didn't hire 88 billion agents or whatever it was. They increased (laughs) their funding, which could lead to an increase of agents, but all they did was increase the funding. And they did it. I heard they increased the funding so they could do the hiring. They could find those people to work, though. So it's not this overnight, it's not this black and white thing. I think more things are gray than you give them credit for. They have been. And you know what the good thing about this show? You said last week that you liked the conversation. Seth said that that's something that we should enjoy because the the conversations are going away. You know, people, especially on the politics, if you're on one side and I'm on the other, we can't be civil. 
You know, it used to be where maybe you'll convince me to look deeper, to change what I think. Maybe if we have a good, intelligent, articulate conversation, people will learn and grow. It's not the way it is anymore. It, it, things things are changing. See, that's the problem too. I think that's all media manipulation. And I think a lot of people fall for it. But I don't know a ton of people that I can't just have a conversation with that I don't necessarily agree on a lot of things with. I don't think it's nearly as uncivil as we are led to believe and that you think that this is. There are people out there. Of course there's people out there. But there's always been people out there that were unreasonable. I don't know that I'm not... The only thing I will say to you is I think, I believe, I read and research and look for things a lot more than you do. So I probably am getting more that's showing the negative side, not the positive side. But when I look at what's going on with the politics, when I look at what's going on with the money, you know, next week we need to talk about Janet Yellen again. When when I look at the stuff with Palestine, the schools, the streets, when I look at the increase in carjackings, you and I, I know a lot more of it because I'm taking my time to find more of it. You are still being smart and living your life. I'm also older. You're younger. You listen to me. You're searching. You talk radio. You're searching. You're searching reasons to have a negative outlook. I'm not. I'm. But okay. Searching. I listen to talk radio all the time in my car. I get in your car and you listen to music. I'm. I'm on every night on YouTube and I'm and I'm doing stuff to be ready for the show. So by searching, I guess I should just say reading and being awake. When I when I read something that seems too hard to believe, I cross reference it now. You've gotten me at least vetting and verifying even more than I used to. You know, I, I'm careful of my sources. I dropped a couple of people I follow on YouTube because I was like, nah, this is too much even for me. Once you get into aliens, you know, I mean, in C-SPANs, I haven't made them probably the only thing I actually do believe in. I was, <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense to me. But You're telling that me that this, this universe is infinite and there's not another species or something out there? I just can't get to it yet, Anthony. Let me let me wait for the housing market change, the stock market collapse, the the civil war. Let me get- None of that matters because there are aliens out there. And now that the government admits that there's aliens out there, none of this matters. <laughs> That's the moral of the day. story. You're welcome. I just solved all of your personal problems. Perfect. All the problems no. you may have with society <laughs> as a whole in this country, you don't have to worry about it anymore because aliens. But anyways... That's it for today's show. If you like what you heard, you have questions about any of the topics today, if you want to sit down with us to review your personal financial situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web, anothermoneyshow.com. Uh, you can actually book an appointment with us straight from there. You can find our YouTube videos. Doug's still doing an amazing job with those. Remember, there's no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. So we appreciate you listening. Again, we're almost two years in, and we're very thankful for you guys and the support that we're getting from the community to listen. So thank you so much. And just remember, there are aliens out there. So nothing, none of this matters because aliens. Happy Valentine's Day, aliens. We love you. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Do you want a steady stream of income for retirement? Then it's time to consider annuities. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Gone are the days when most employers offered pensions with guaranteed lifetime payouts to their workers. But what if I told you that you can build your own personal pension? It's possible with an annuity. An annuity is a financial product that provides a series of regular payments to an individual over a specified period of time, often for the rest of their life. There are several options for you to consider when choosing an annuity. Be confident in knowing that there is an annuity out there that can meet all of your needs. Ford Stokes is founder and president of Active Wealth Management and author of the book Annuity 360. There are several different types of annuities, including fixed, variable, and fixed indexed. A fixed annuity offers a specific guaranteed interest rate on their contributions to the account. A fixed index annuity is an accumulation-based product offered by an insurance company. The growth of your fixed index annuity is dependent on the performance of a chosen stock market index, but your money is not actually invested in this index. This offers you great growth potential and exceptional protection for your investment. While each can provide tax-deferred growth and a lifetime income stream, Variable annuities put your principal at risk in the market. If you are currently investing in a variable annuity, your funds could be in serious trouble if the market experiences any downturns. With so many possible choices to consider, it's essential you speak to a financial advisor or professional to help you make the best decision for your future. So, are you ready to consider an annuity as part of your retirement plan? It's a key question to consider as you approach what should be your golden years. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Imagine, if you will, a streaming service that caters strictly to sports fans. I'm Jim Tarabokia with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Super Bowl Week 2024 is TV executives buzzing about a new joint streaming venture tailored to sports fans. This unprecedented offering will combine ESPN, Warner Brothers, and Fox together to create an all-encompassing one-stop shop for sports viewing. And as partner and head of global media Mark Boydman told Yahoo Finance, this move will benefit television networks. These companies need to come together. Bundling has been part of the driving force, but as has the cost of sports. The cost continues to go up. As Ali just mentioned, we're hearing rumors of close to $75 billion for some sports programming that's coming up. The offering will include the four major sports, college athletics, UFC, FIFA, and much more. The streaming service will be offered through a new standalone app for the most passionate sports fan. The subscriber to this premier sports service will have access to linear sports networks as well. The price for the new app hasn't been determined, but according to multiple news outlets, the price could range anywhere from $45 to $50 a month, with a launch date scheduled for the fall of this year. What kind of ripple effect will this have on cable and streaming? How large will the subscriber base be? Will sports right fees alter in the future? All valid questions that remain relevant in an ever-changing sports streaming landscape. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia. 
At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. 